Brother, this is Shay. I'm looking forward to this episode today because we're going to do a deep dive on what actually is anxiety. What is it? Is it a thought? Is it a feeling? Is it something else? So I spent some time just writing down and mapping out what are, what are the sequence, what is the sequence, what are the steps that seem to happen specific to sexual performance anxiety and erection problems. And I'd like to share that with you today as uh, just an alternative view of what my belief is of anxiety and how it's created and how it stays stuck, how it can be difficult to find a way out of that anxiety without the right tools and often tools that we don't naturally have ourselves. So that's what today is going to be about. And first of all, I'd like to thank you for being here. As you know, this is just for you as a subscriber. So these episodes don't go anywhere else. And it's really a chance for us to do a deep dive in the topics that are the most important to us, the ones that we speak about regularly. And today, as I mentioned, is all about getting to the bottom of what actually is anxiety. And of course, then the the bigger question, the more important question, what do we do about it? What do we do about it to break the loop? Because it is a loop that can be very easily formed, particularly with men when it comes to sex and erections. Okay, so let's get straight into this. And if you find that this is helpful for you today, then you're welcome to share it. Please not broadcasting on social media as it is a private secret thing for you. Uh, But if there's one or two guys that you know also experience this challenge you're definitely welcome to share it with them if you feel like it would be helpful for them to listen to. So, as I said at the beginning, we call it anxiety. Is it a feeling that starts in our body? Or is it a set of thoughts? And both is, of course, the answer to that. It is a set of feelings. It's also a set of thoughts. But if you know me, if you've listened to any of the videos that I've done, you'll know that I believe everything starts with a feeling in our body. It was the first part of our human brain to develop that what's also called the lizard brain and the trion brain model. And everything is an impulse. If we think about a lizard, it's an impulse based off of feelings. It's an instinct. So that was the first part of our brain to develop before anything like thoughts, emotions, etc. So I believe... Anxiety starts with a feeling in our body. It's usually this kind of, when I think about it, a sinking feeling, like in my stomach. And uh, then when we have the sinking feeling, we, of course, become aware of it. We can feel that sensation. It happens very quickly. And then the thoughts start. And it's usually a set of what-if thoughts that quickly come in, like they flash into the mind. This happens quicker than we'd be able to articulate it. But thoughts like, what if, right? What if this happens again? What if I can't get hard? What if I can't stay hard? What if I'm rejected? All of these things flash in a millisecond in the mind. And uh, it increases that sensation of anxiety. Anxiety is the word that we call it. That's the language that we put around it. But it's this sensation of the pit or a tight knot or some kind of tension in our body. When the thoughts, the what-if thoughts kick in, that feeling, that sensation doubles and then triples as we start to, as these thoughts start to spiral. So the what-if thoughts come in and then what happens? Well, we usually start to then get images like flashes, these still images in our mind of times in the past where it didn't work 
or imagining that the situation that we're the moment that we're about to experience with a partner or with a date imagining that it doesn't work and we see these still flashes in our mind of feeling down feeling depressed feeling ashamed we see a flash in our mind of the partner feeling rejected upset or confused we see a flash picture in our mind of not being able to get hard and then what do we do well at this point as you can imagine the feeling is now majorly intensified the thoughts aren't just a set of what if thoughts anymore it started to become a story that we're telling ourselves of this probably isn't going to work i shouldn't do this and then we put our body into a stress state, right? That's happened very, very quickly, perhaps even in a matter of seconds. I don't even know if this takes minutes, to be honest with you. When it's so intense like this, and we're talking about feelings stacked, uh, feelings with thoughts stacked on top, then intensify the feelings, and then more thoughts stacked on top, and a story on top of that, you can see how it quickly spirals and puts our body into a stress state, which in scientific terms is activating our sympathetic nervous system. And I think I mentioned the other week, I'd recommend that you Google sympathetic nervous system just to see what that means and exactly how it directly relates to what we're talking about. When our body's in a stress state, it's not possible to get aroused. I'll come back to that in a moment. So when our body goes into this stress state very quickly, we've gone from zero to 100 miles an hour in a matter of seconds or minutes. And then what do we do? We either choose to try and block the thoughts, block the sensations at that point and think something like, no, I can't. I don't want to think about that anymore. I just need to stay focused. I need to push through. I need to do this. And that usually doesn't work. Or we avoid initiating sex we avoid we withdraw from our partner uh, because we we don't want to go through with that experience okay we don't want the same thing to happen again or we look for opportunities to avoid initiating sex so that we don't have to experience the pain of failure now why does why does this happen why has this happened well a belief has been formed right if we go back to the first time that this happened a belief has been formed and this may be years ago could be months ago but usually from the guys i speak with it's years ago and it's based on a real experience so it makes sense that these what if questions are there because it's based on an experience that has actually happened in our life right and the memory may come to mind for you when you think about the first time that there was an erection challenge okay the first time that you went to get intimate with someone and you experienced that and you didn't know what to do you didn't expect it you didn't know what was going on and that's in it that's in the best case scenario right then we can start creating other worst case scenarios where the partner or the person that you're with has an extreme reaction or there is just a whole lot of shame and emotion attached around that memory the first time that it happens and i call this a significant emotional experience this is something that i learned from tony robbins when i was doing some training with him that things happen in our life uh, that we code as significant emotional experiences day to day you know what happened with let's say how a date went a few years ago or uh 
walking down the street and we have an interaction with someone usually this day-to-day stuff we don't code it very deep right we don't really remember it if i said to you where were you on this exact day at this time last year or five years ago chances are you're probably not going to remember that because it's not a significant enough emotional experience but when we have emotion attached and not just standard emotion, significant emotion. So there's something that has significantly disrupted our emotional state mixed with a a moment in time. This is when a significant emotional event is created, right? So we can think about some other examples. If you've ever been in the room when somebody passes away, that's a significant emotional event. That's a memory that doesn't leave your mind. Or if you've been unfortunate enough to see somebody that has passed Uh, That's also a significant emotional event. What else may be? Uh, The day, let's talk about some positive (laughs) things. I realize I've gone straight in there with death there. Uh, Let's talk about positive things. The day that you got a particular result, whether it was an exam result or passed a driving test or got your first car, you remember driving it somewhere with a bunch of friends and it was just an amazing experience, right? Things like this, we can go straight back to them usually the ones that are more challenging, by the way, we code deeper in our mind. But the ones that we feel like we we celebrate as well, we can go straight back to those moments because we're also able to create positive significant emotional events. We can create positive or negative emotional events. And so what happens? What does this all mean? What Shay, what are you talking about? A significant emotional event and what has that got anything to do with performance anxiety and erection problems? Because I just want these things sorted, goddammit. And you deserve to have them sorted. What happens in our body when we now go to have sex, let's say years later, and the same thing is continuing to happen. So we're activating, we're having that Uh, We're activating the stress state. We're having the feeling in our stomach or the tension in our body. We then have the what if thoughts. We then create the story and we've put our body into the stress state. And we've said that originally that happened because a belief was formed on an actual experience. The belief may be I couldn't get hard. And that would be a true belief based on the previous experience. And then we carry that forward in time. So our body in that moment, all it knows, well, our mind really, all it knows is when our stress state is activated in a sex context or a sexual context, our body sees it as here is another one of those. Here is another one of those. It doesn't really care what the situation is or the place that I'm at or who the person is sometimes. It codes it as this is another one of those this feels similar to what happened before therefore I'm going into a stress state because this is what happened before and I need to protect myself that's what the body does when it goes into a stress state right our mind is going to the place where the body is going to a fight mode and it's saying survival instinct needs to kick in right now and I need to protect myself Now, one of the things that happens when our survival instinct kicks in, when the sympathetic nervous system is activated, is we see some significant changes in our body. First of all, things like we notice our heartbeat pumping faster. We can feel parts of our body sweating, perhaps our palms sweating. And our breathing becomes shallower. 
And guess what? We're not able to get aroused in this state. Arousal, I'm yet to meet someone that's able to get aroused in this state. And I really don't think it's possible. And it's for a good damn reason. Because imagine being chased by a lion and all of a sudden you were getting hard and being turned on and distracted and having sex thoughts about things around you. Perhaps you're running away and you see a a hot person you're not going to give a shit in that moment. You're not going to be getting turned on and stopping to check them out. You're going to be running your ass away from that lion. So it is a magical thing that our body does by redirecting our focus, changing our blood flow and putting us into survival mode when we're running away or escaping danger. Now, of course, that's suboptimal now in a sexual context. It's not what we want in a sexual context, but it is what our body has coded as when it feels like another one of those, it's time to activate my safety system and I'm not going to be able to get hard when I'm in that stress state. So how do we break this, right? This is now an important question. How do we change this? And you can see here that this loop has been created, right? And it gets more and more intense over time because we give ourselves more and more memories that show oh, this is potentially true over time. So we give our body more and more perceived evidence to continue doing this. So we go to, what do I mean by that? We go to have sex again. We start to have the uncomfortable feeling. We have the thoughts. We go from zero to 100 miles an hour. We activate our stress system. We're not able to get hard. You know, even taking pills, you know, we may resort to pills, may resort to meditation or breathing. I'm going to come back to those in a second. Uh, And... 50% of the time, let's say at best, we see that they work, 50% of the time. So we're trying to cover it up, right? We're trying to cover up that stress state. We're trying to put something, uh, particularly with pills, artificial in our body to mask or activate some other hormones, other chemicals, release other sensations in our body to try and mask what's actually going on so we don't feel it or we don't have to think about it. But these things, as you know, and as I know, that they don't work most of the time. So this loop has then this feedback loop, a negative feedback loop has been created of when there is another one of those, I activate my stress system. When I activate my stress system, I'm not able to get hard. And then we change that language into. So that means I'm not able to get hard during sex. So therefore, I avoid initiating sex because I avoid the fear of failure. But I don't want to avoid initiating sex because I find this person really attractive. I want to be intimate with them. So I'm going to go and push myself and force myself to do that again. Even though I haven't worked on the underlying stuff here, that doesn't matter. I just need to block my thoughts, ignore what's going on and push myself to do this. Shit, it didn't work again. And the uncomfortable feeling happened. I went from zero to 100 miles an hour again. And here we are in the same space. Same point, same time, the same thing has happened again. So you can see how this loop is created and it just goes on and on and on and on until we're able to bring some new tools to exit the loop. Now coming back to the meditation, breathing pills, I'm sure that you've tried many, if not all of these things. I've also tried most of those things and I found that, okay, I saw some results in terms of feeling calmer, feeling less stressed or less anxious, but it didn't usually do the job. Why is that? Well, that's because these things are not on their own significant 
emotional events. They don't create significant emotional events, definitely. And so that means that they're not really on their own enough to get us out of where we want to be and into this new space, out of the loop and into a space where we can start to tell our body and our mind something different happens in this situation. It's not another one of those. It's a new one of these. And we start creating a new pattern and a new code. And how do we do that? Well, this, as you know, in the videos that I talk about is about getting the right set of tools, the right set of strategies to be able to create significant enough emotional events that our brain starts to realize, hold up, I'm thinking differently about this. And when I then get to the point of being intimate again, we've started to embed the thought patterns by using the new tools, embedding new thought patterns to say that this situation, intimacy, is safe. I'm not at risk. I don't need to go into survival mode. And we do that by using the right mindset tools, basically, to work through it step by step, to build back trust, to build back safety in our body. That is our job. Seriously, that is the ninja move here. That's the job, is to build back safety and trust within ourselves and within our mind so that our mind starts to learn intimacy does not mean that I'm unsafe. Intimacy does not mean survival mode. Intimacy means a time that I can enjoy and grow and share a bond and build an incredible connection. That is the space that we all want to get to, right? That's the space you want to get to. That was the space I wanted to get to. And it took significant enough tools to be able to do that. And the pills, the meditation, breathing, whilst I totally agree with meditation and breathing, I talk about that a lot. It's really important part of this process, but it's on its own. It's not enough to get us out of this stuck loop, out of this negative cycle and create new codes for our body to start creating more safety and tell ourselves that it's safe. Okay, so that's it. To wrap up, what we have spoken about is what is anxiety? Is it a feeling? Is it a thought? It's a mix of both of those things. We've spoken about how things stack in our body. It starts with a feeling and then the what if thoughts come in and then the images come in and the whole thing just intensifies and takes it to the next level and then we either block or avoid it. And we create this negative reinforcement loop by each time that we go to do it. We activate a stress state in our body. When we're in a stress state, we're not able to get a hard, which is totally natural and very important. Very important because we spoke about running away from the line and not wanting to get horny in that moment. So the body is doing exactly what it should be. But we have coded that. We've coded stress state with sex. Stress state Sex equals stress state is what we have coded in our body. And when we're in a stress state, we go into survival mode. We're not able to get hard. So we change that by using a new set of tools to be able to start building trust and safety within our body so that we can start telling our minds sex does not equal stress state. It equals something new. Now, if I'll take a deep breath there, (laughs) a big breath after that. Okay, if you're ready to start working on this, and I mean this seriously, if you're ready to start trying out some of these tools, the first place, if you haven't had there already, is YouTube where I I share snippets of the tools, strategies that have worked for me. But if you're ready to go through these one-to-one, then at the bottom of the newsletter, you will see 
the option to book a call directly with me. Okay, and if you are a man over the age of 25, then I encourage you to do that. If you're serious about getting this sorted, I believe in the set of tools that I have. Why do I believe in them? Because they've worked for me. And let's jump on a call together. Let's talk through what you've tried so far, what results you've seen, what you want to avoid, and we go from there. Okay, the first couple of calls is about us working through understanding where you are and sharing a couple of tools with you that I know work. That's it. There's no other expectation beyond showing up and having the conversation. So with that, thank you for your time. I wish you a great rest of the day and I'll speak to you soon.